Welcome to ADHD SOS. We've heard your call, and don't worry, help is on the way. This is the only podcast that combines mindset skills, cognitive psychology, and the motivational pep talks you need to beat procrastination and achieve peak performance. Join me, your host and fellow ADHDer, Tina L., as we journey from SOS to smooth sailing. Welcome back, SOS Squad. Today, today, I want to talk to you about how to use failure as an intentional strategy. We ADHDers are prone to mistakes, dropping the ball, and failure in all of its forms. It can be totally demoralizing. We can have trauma from these failures, and as a result, most of us avoid failure like the plague. That's why today, I want to tell you the uplifting story of how I made failure my job, and it made me millions of dollars. And then I'll share my method so that you can fail just like I did. This story is set in San Francisco in the early 2010s. I'm desperately burnt out in the job I'm in and I'm looking for an exit strategy. I know nothing about business, but I'm sick of jobby jobbing it. Plus, I'm living in the hotbed of tech startups and money seems to be bursting through the office walls of these places. So I set my sights on becoming an entrepreneur. One day, I came across this book called The Lean Startup. The method in this book instructs entrepreneurs to create ways to test their products quickly and cheaply so that they can learn what the market actually wants while taking the lowest amount of risk with their money and time. Beneath this goal is the assumption that the right answer is not knowable through intelligence. It's only knowable through experience. There is no way to think your way to the right answer. You cannot possibly know the mind of the market without asking it. You must find real people and ask them if they want to pay money for your idea. The way you ask customers is by offering a quick and dirty version of your idea. It's a rough draft, something you've put together as quickly as possible and with the least amount of financial investment. The idea here is that when you keep your time investment and your financial investment low, you keep your risk low, which allows you more opportunities to try and fail before you run out of time and money. The mantra is fail fast. If you're not embarrassed by your first attempt, you did it wrong. You invested too much. Your goal is to try, fail, and then learn as quickly as possible. You're trying to solve a problem for a customer, and you do this by asking customers, hey, does this solve your problem? And you do this by offering that quick and dirty product or service for sale. Almost certainly the answer from the customer will be, no, this does not solve my problem, especially on your first few tries. But the valuable part is that you start having conversations with potential customers. You get to ask them, what if it was like this instead? And now you have incredibly valuable data to bring back to the drawing board. You iterate, which means you make small changes each time until you get the right answer. This was radical for me. 
In school, I was taught that the way to get the best result was to put in my best effort. And if I missed the mark, there was no do-over. I didn't get to learn from my mistakes. I got a bad grade and then moved on to some other subject. And worst of all, that bad grade remained as an indication of my lack of effort or intelligence. Ugh. This new lean startup way of doing things took a huge weight off of my ego. When I didn't get the right answer, it's not that I was a failure. I was simply a person going through the process of asking questions and listening to answers. I simply needed to keep asking the market what it wanted until I got a clear answer. I was trying to solve a problem, but I could not be in control of the answer. It required me to have humility and a willingness to listen. It required me to see myself as someone who was constantly learning, not as someone who was constantly failing. For example, I originally offered my product with a country-style burlap fabric. But it turned out that what my customers wanted was an upscale-looking gold. I wasn't a failure to offer the burlap style. I would only have failed if I had failed to listen and wasn't responsive to the feedback for that upscale gold. This method allowed me to grow a product I made with my own two hands into a business that reached a million dollars in annual revenue by its third year. If I had looked at my early prototypes as personal failures, I never would have gotten to that point. I am so grateful for this experience because it taught me a model for failure that, despite being the opposite of everything I had learned in my life thus far, is actually so much more true to life. So much of life is actually an iterative process. Not that one shot to get it right on the test or you fail. In so much of life, it's actually beneficial to fail your way to success, to learn, try again, learn, try again, as opposed to seeing yourself as having that one shot and then having your abilities memorialized in a grade that can never be changed. Want to know an awesome ADHD hack? Become a follower of the show and new episodes will be served to you automatically when they become available. No need to remember to have to go looking for new episodes. Fresh survival strategies will be delivered straight to the homepage of your favorite player. On Spotify, click on the name of the show and click follow under the picture of me. And on Apple Podcasts, click on the name of the show, click on the three dots on the right-hand side and select follow. I can't wait for you to join the SOS squad. So without further ado, let me share with you my three-step process for how you too can fail your way to success. The first step is to change your thoughts about failure. The thing that torpedoes most people's efforts to do this is one simple but deviously treacherous thought, and that thought is, I'm failing. When you think I'm failing, you've hit a dead end. You're likely to feel hopeless and full of shame. And the action that results from those low-energy emotions of hopelessness and shame is inaction. You're almost guaranteed to procrastinate, avoid, and hide. If instead you think, I'm learning, you've opened up a whole freaking world of possibilities. 
You're likely to feel hopeful, energized, and proud. The actions you'll take from these high-energy emotions is massive action. When you feel like you're on the verge of figuring something out or solving a problem, it's totally thrilling, and action happens effortlessly. So that's the first step. Change your thought from, I'm failing, to I'm learning. The second step in learning to fail your way to success is to test, ask questions, and get curious. This idea of failing fast and prototyping your way to the right answer can be applied to all areas of life. When working a 9 to 5, you can see yourself as prototyping what would make you indispensable to a company or get you that promotion. Try taking leadership on finding a solution when a problem arises. Propose a new idea that would support the organization or grow the bottom line. Find a way to support a boss or colleague in a way that wasn't specifically requested. And then, and then, listen closely for the feedback. Are bosses and colleagues appreciative of your efforts? This is the employee version of Lean Startup. You're asking, how about this? Does this solve your problem? If this doesn't solve your problem, what would? And then you take that valuable information back to the drawing board where you can construct your next test. No failing, only learning. There's a relationship version to the Lean Startup too. In a relationship, you can ask, what if I do it like this? Do you feel loved? Do you feel supported? And then listen for the feedback. This is just information about how to change your approach or hypothesis next time. Just because the first thing you tried wasn't the right answer means absolutely nothing about you. You have zero control over what the market wants or what your boss wants or what your partner wants. There is no failure, only learning. The one thing you control is how responsive you are to the feedback. And the choice you have to make is whether to make it personal, whether to make it mean something about you, or decide that you're simply prototyping for the fickle preferences of the market over which you have no control. The third step in learning how to fail your way to success is to keep your investment of time and money as small as possible until your hypothesis is confirmed. Besides the hit to our egos, failure hurts because it often costs us something. You put a ton of work into launching your new online music program and you get no takers. You spend weeks on building a workshop for a hobby that you quickly lose interest in. You pour yourself into planning an awesome birthday trip for your partner that ends up being something they don't even like. These failures can hurt because not only do they not produce the results you were hoping for, but there was a real loss, loss of time and loss of money. The solution is to iterate, run small, quick and dirty tests so that you're not risking a huge investment. For your online music program, you might try to sell a much smaller version of your program to see if your audience actually wants to buy that from you. For your new hobby, you can challenge yourself to buy the least amount of equipment possible that will still allow you to test your interest over time and see if a larger investment is warranted. For your partner's birthday, you could try inviting them to a mini version of your trip idea to see how they would like it. For example, if your trip was to take them on a birthday cruise, try first planning a sailing date night. Or you could ask research questions like, 
Would you ever want to go on a cruise? When you limit your investment of time and money, you limit the risk you're taking. And when the risk is small, it takes the sting, that feeling of loss, out of things not working out. And now it's time for the rescue recap. When it's sink or swim, remember these key takeaways. All right, SOS squad, I hope that today's episode has you excited about failing like a pro. Failure is a common experience for most ADHDers from a young age. We make careless mistakes, we drop the ball, we miss the mark, and unsurprisingly, we develop a fear of failure. I know I sure did. But building my own seven-figure business taught me that failing often was actually the quickest path to success. I learned three important strategies to failing effectively. One is when I changed the thought from I'm failing to I'm learning, it totally changes my results. I'm failing results in low energy negative emotions. And when I feel that way, the action I take is inaction. I hide, I avoid, and procrastinate because I feel hopeless and ashamed. I'm learning results in high energy, positive emotions that drive forward motion. I want to take action. It's thrilling to work on the problem knowing I'm figuring it out. The second important strategy to failing like a pro is to test, ask questions, and get curious. Even at a 9-to-5 job or within a relationship, you can be testing people to see what elicits the response you're hoping for. You can also ask point blank. If I were to take the lead on solving this problem, would that be helpful to you? Or you can ask your partner, if I were to do this thing for you, would you feel loved and supported or would you feel like I'm overstepping or interfering? Listen carefully to the answers and adjust your strategy accordingly. And the third way of failing your way to success is to limit your risk by limiting your investment of time and money. Failure is less likely to feel as bad when you have less at stake. Try to run small tests in order to learn as you go. That way you can pivot before you've spent tons of time building a course nobody wants or investing in a workshop full of equipment for a hobby that no longer holds your interest. So here's the question I want to leave you with this week. What's one small, low-risk way you can fail this week in order to learn how to improve your strategy? Let's get great at failing. I am rooting for you and I love you. SOS Squad, over and out. Do you have a question about ADHD or an issue with productivity that you'd like to hear discussed on the show? I would love to throw you a lifeline. Send your SOS message to ADHDSOSpodcast at gmail.com. That's ADHDSOSpodcast at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you.